Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Dolores Tarver. I'm a licensed psychologist here in Georgia, and it is time for the TT Time with Dr. Tarver. It's a wellness-based podcast. It is not intended to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health provider. Welcome back to our August series, Getting Back. Week one, we had Dr. Stephen Garrett on, who discussed getting back to pastoral self-care. Last week, we had Elder LaVisha Williams, who discussed getting back to self after loss. And this week, I am super excited to have a special guest with me who was going to be discussing getting back to being non-judgmental. So it is my sincere pleasure to introduce Bishop Julian A. Lott, native of the little big city of Grenada, Mississippi. He is a graduate of the magnificent class of 1994 of Grenada High School. He attended Tougaloo College, holds an MDiv and DMIN from Global Evangelical Christian College and Seminary and an honorary PhD from Harvest Christian University. Bishop Lott serves as the senior pastor of Koinonia of Grace Church in Camden, Arkansas. His mission, and this is occurring through preaching, teaching, and healing, is to communicate the faith, to educate, equip, and edify the saint and evangelize the sinner by bringing closure to the Great Commission via the Great Commandment, acknowledging the Great Confession. He is the charismatic son of Hurtestine Lott, loving husband to Nancy Humphrey Lott, and a proud father and grandfather. Welcome to Tea Time with Dr. Tarver Bishop Lott. God bless you, Dr. Tarver. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tell him that you were also a part of the magnificent class of 1994. I was going to do that, Bishop, but since you stole my thunder, go ahead and tell them that we're classmates. <laughs> but you and a few more of our of my colleagues were very, very, very sharp and uh, continued to lead even after high school. We had such a great coalition that we still speak life and minister life into each other, that whenever life happens, we're still there for each other almost 30 years later after graduation. And mm -hmm. I love... Uh, what God has, has done, whoever you perceive him to be or however you perceive her to be, however you interpret the Godness, uh, it's a wonder how we have been able to be there for each other after yeah. so many years and we're still in touch and we still feel strengthened when we're together. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, the reason that uh, Bishop got voluntold to come onto the show um, as we were sitting in preparation uh, for our 30th reunion, which we will be celebrating this upcoming June. And at that meeting, uh, we were having a really a good discussion. And this is one of the things about having blessed and beautiful people in your life is they're transparent and they're honest. Um, and we were just talking about some of the challenges that we experience in life. And lo and behold, came a discussion about judgment. And I said to Bishop, you know what? like you to come on the show and talk about that and because bishop is bishop he said and i'll be there and here he is <laughs> bishop so let's get into it we got a lot of stuff i always try to pack too much into a small amount of time and i know that you are a, a busy man um and who has a lot of commands on your time so in talking with a group of young adults which is a group that tends to be absent in a lot of churches um, and I bet you can probably answer this. You didn't know you were going to get a quiz today. Um, what do you think was one of the major reasons they said that young adults do not come to church? Uh, probably because it has a lot to do with how judgmental and critical the church has become. Uh, Boom shakalaka. If it's going to be a hospital, 
then you have to allow people to come in the way that they are. And the old church would say weary, wound, and sad. But the bottom line is there's no one who life isn't happening around and empowered through whatever it is that you call your faith. When you're empowered, then you're able to deal with life in a stronger way. If I have the right stuff going on inside of me, I can handle what goes on around me. So yeah. if I get it, I'll never do without. When I'm taught that, when I'm mm -hmm. empowered, mm -hmm. then But the issue is a lot of us are not there long enough before someone's already rolled their eyes at us. Someone's already addressed our children are. They've already addressed how I'm dressed. That I don't look churchy. Uh, I didn't wear didn't wear a hat. Oh, I did wear a hat, and I'm a man, and I shouldn't have my hat on in a building. And we're addressing things on the surface without understanding what a person may have gone through just to be there. So in my in my tradition, I am what they would call charismatic in a in a different way. Uh, we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, and I'm asking. How is it that the Holy Ghost can call you to speak in tongue, but won't tell you to speak to me? How is it that the Holy Ghost is, is, is so wonderful for you to get feeling, but not enough for you to feel me? I, I, need, I need someone who can discern that my marriage is in the rut. Someone who can discern that my son won't make good decisions and I'm embarrassed because he won't do what I'm what I'm trying to coax him to do and people at work are tiptoeing around me because they don't want to address that elephant that's in the room. And whenever I am put in those types of positions, sometimes I can go inside or go somewhere else and not come to the church. I could go to the bar and mm -hmm. sit there and take a drink. They won't judge me. They just want to make sure mm -hmm. I can before I leave, I can go to the strip club, hang mm -hmm. out and try to forget some things. I can put all this numbness on the pain. But if you say you got the answer, let me come and get it. And I may come today, a poor man may come today raggedy, may come today stinky, may come today not looking or being what you want me to be. But if I hang out with you long enough, you don't believe you got enough impact to bring about a difference when I your example? So that's why I didn't know you were going to just come out the gate swinging. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, and we're going to live I, in this space for a minute. Yeah, well, I love, I love people. And I yeah. really pointed that the church is less attractive instead of more attractive with its age. Yes. Yeah. With how old the church is, we ought to be a little more stable than we are. Mm -hmm. I, every week. We're brand new every week. You got to teach us the same thing. And mm. the perfect, Dr. Tarver, the perfect law is mm. the law. Mm. Perfect law. When I learn how to love God and to love man, all mm -hmm. of the already included. Yes, yes. But I people who mm -hmm. don't always agree that they're broken mm. and that's who because we've not dealt with them or handled them properly. Mm -hmm. their condition becomes their excuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Their condition but, becomes their excuse. When I'm dealing with the outward, they never have mm -hmm. a reason to really confront the mm -hmm. real, the real yeah. issue. And mm -hmm. so there are two things I'll mention real quick because I know this is your show, not mine. But <laughs> I, <laughs> Thank you for that acknowledgement, Bishop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
there are two things, Psalm 23 and I, in the book of Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, Isaiah 53, the Bible said, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was upon him with his stripes were healed. Very simple passage, but it has a lot of depth to it. Number one, to understand that wounds bleed out and bruises bleed in. Mm. So when mm. I, when, when you look at me, let's do me. When you look at me and you see me getting high, you see me, uh, you smell me and I mm. smell like, or smell like I've been uh, involved in drugs, smell like I've been in a dope house or smell like my lights are off or whatever. Mm. Or you, you look at me and your senses tell you something's not going right with him then that's a, that's a wound. You see that outside. Mm -hmm. But you, why I'm prostituting my body. Where the bruise is, yes. You may not know why I'm trying to self-medicate mm -hmm. in my, so that's the bruise. Mm -hmm. I believe and I teach that Jesus has done all of that. And mm -hmm. I do on Psalm 23. There is a book uh, that was put out by John Phillips and it talks about God's psychiatry. And there is, there is something there that says that when you break down the word, he restoreth my soul. The yes. Septuagint uh, was a group of like 70, uh, two men who got together and they interpreted the Hebrew to the Greek. The word restoreth is iatria. The word soul is suke. It mm. suggests psychiatrist mm. is the word of God or our shepherd. So mm. here. When I understand that David was a shepherd and David says to a shepherd about a shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, I mm. shall not. He recognizes that there's some things that I can go through in life where I may need not just a psychologist. I need a psychiatrist and a mm -hmm. psychiatrist has talking me through it mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. to giving me what I need and, and not just structures and paragons, but mm -hmm. for, he may have to knock me out or put me to sleep until I can rest in him. I may yeah. need, and it is so sad that uh, right now people can't be honest about who they are. We mm -hmm. have segments of society mm -hmm. who come from our church or start their own. I feel so saddened because the LGBTQIA plus community. I'm saddened because they don't find refuge. No, it's not God. a safe space. Not a safe space. They have been taught that God does not love them, that they are an abomination, that they are a sin. And so uh, in, or, in other words, they don't feel worthy. They don't feel a value. They don't feel love. They feel shunned. They feel this. Why would you go somewhere where you already know somebody isn't going to accept you? Well, when the I world have, already treated you so poorly. So who in there is in and of himself worthy? So so all of us are finding our way. Absolutely. How simple it is for me. If I believe that marriage outside of a covenant, uh, well, that sex outside of covenant is a sin. If I believe that fornication, adultery, blah, blah, blah. Well, the same spirit that the church teaches mm -hmm. and homosexuality is the same spirit that we believe is, about, is behind whoremongering because it's outside of covenant. So if you're teaching that marriage is God's will and then on the other hand, you're continuing to teach that these people can't be married because then the church needs to sit down and do real talks 
and the leadership, not with the world watching. People who call themselves spiritual leaders need to go in a room and do an Acts 15. They need to go in the back room over there and they need to consider all of the different things that we need to be talking about and they need to decide, well, this is where we believe we can stand. The churches are being split right now and the main thing, that judgmental and hypercritical. It's not just that critique is not bad. Discernment right. put on that yellow instead of red. You you actually made a choice. You have to discern. You mm -hmm. have to that thing and figure out uh, if I put this uh, sweat, I know it's gonna rock my hair. You already mm -hmm. made a. You can't. Indeed. Mm -hmm. tonight. You know what I'm saying? But Bishop, do me a favor. Every time you back up, you go out with your voice. I so, yeah. Be still. Be still, please. <laughs> so, so, what I'm going to say is that Christ is the judge. We get to sit with him one day to judge. That just ain't today. That ain't today. Today, mm. my job is to love. Today, mm. Mm. just be understood, but to try and understand. Yes. And somebody, uh, by listening, uh, to them, hearing and understanding where they are, uh, mm -hmm. then it may not be just a cut and dry conversation. Because I do think uh, I know what's wrong with everybody. I do think I know mm -hmm. what everybody needs to do. But if I knew all that I think I knew, my life would be a little better. You think? You think a little bit. But you did say yeah. earlier that, that that wound is what we see, but the bruise is what we don't see. And I recognize that for a lot of people, their judgment is coming from the bruises. So there was a time in my life where I didn't have any power. And so I now I'm in a position where I feel like I got a little power. And so I want to exert myself a little bit on some other people because I'm making them to feel like I felt because I don't recognize that I have that bruise. That's right. That's right. And, and the church should wise up to, to the fact that if we drive everybody away, uh, there's a chance that the church won't be sustained as it is. So we have to stop for a few moments and start thinking about ways of actual growth and development and not just to sit and point out what's wrong with everybody else. Now, I'll mm -hmm. say that I believe in my heart that religion is the worst drug that's out here now. Mm -hmm. because once you take that type of dope, <laughs> once you uh, it can drive you to places that you never thought you would ever be. And I'm I'm saddened uh, because there are people who people who others think represent us that don't. Yes, yeah. they don't represent. People look at me. My 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 day job. My day job right now is to go around and to help people who are HIV positive, and mm -hmm. I can with resources. So when people hear me or talk, they immediately they know I'm a preacher but they want to know why am I involved in this type of work? Mm -hmm. Well, that's just as prejudiced as you thought I was. Mm -hmm. You thought, but you're, you're being prejudiced. Mm -hmm. I'm, and God's people. Mm -hmm. I'm here because I love you. I love I'm you. Mm -hmm. I'm not even getting, somebody's paying me to be here too, but <laughs> I'm here. I believe that there's no such thing. Jesus, on the pop quiz at the end of life, God's not going to ask me, did you get a Pulitzer Prize? He's not mm. going to ask me, did you guys ever get a Stella? The question is going to be, did you feed the hungry? Did you mm. clothe? Uh, 
Uh, did you visit the imprisoned? Did you visit the, incar uh, the incarcerated or those who are in convalescence? He's not going to ask the stuff that the world is asking. Mm. He's not going to how many designer suits that you have. Mm. That's not what he cares about is people. And if the church is going to be the church, we have to back off a little bit and let God be God. And mm. I, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be offensive, but I want to just share one little thing. That was a particular pastor who many years ago had, um, he marched against homosexuality. And many mm. people that he had uh, the flaw of uh, what well, I wouldn't call it a flaw, but he had to issue himself that mm -hmm. he was all to argue against or to march against. Not long after the community uh, gets upset and they out him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they outed mm -hmm. him. It mm -hmm. became. Now, again, I don't want to be offensive, but what I want to share with you is no one is surprised or hurt by your humanity. People are offended. Mm -hmm. You said people are offended by your hypocrisy. You went out not, there, yeah. They're not offended by your humanity. They're I'm offended, offended by, by your, your hypocrisy. People know you're not Jesus in tennis shoes. Mm, but mm -hmm. now you preach to me about smoking cigarettes. Please don't smoke crack. And then it was critical that while I'm smoking a cigarette, I find out you're smoking marijuana. And I argue with you about the body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I sit there and say, smoking is wrong because I can see your smoking is wrong, but I don't see my smoking is wrong. Mm. For me, I don't believe my, that the body... You know, my smoking is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. People, <laughs> we, we love the sin in ourselves while we load the sin in others. It and everyone else. Amen. Amen. I'm so how for, do we... Uh, go ahead, Bishop. I'm mindful of the fact that I am, I am becoming, I'm evolving into mm -hmm. who I am. And in that journey, it helps me to be more patient with other mm -hmm. people. And just because we're at different places in our processes. And some of the phrases that the church use, you know, are just dangerous phrases. I may not be what I ought to be, but thank God I'm not where I used to be. I, I want to be honest and say, some people are right where God wants them to be right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. that Trying to get there before you're there, because mm -hmm. if you get, there, you gotta wait on the Lord. So back, trying to be or do things before that time. Bottles and James said there'll be no wine before it's time. Back off a little bit. Love on people where they are. Give them the grace that you feel like you need. Give them grace. Mm, the I, grace that you feel like you need. Hmm. Yeah. If, Some if, would if, say that you feel like you deserve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. it. If mm -hmm. my goes out and he commits murder, all right, I'm praying for mercy. The other family is praying for justice. Mm -hmm. Who is God? Hmm. Ooh, now, Bishop, you, that, that's the question for the ages there. Because in my heart of hearts, I mm -hmm. don't want what's supposed to happen. So grace mm -hmm. is when we get what we don't deserve, mercy mm -hmm. is what we do deserve. What we do deserve, yes, yes. I didn't mm -hmm. were very hard and harsh on other people when the bottom line is I need the same thing you need. Mm -hmm. When I come, uh, I remember being a younger preacher, you know, you get to church, the preacher, clap your hand, raise your hand, pat your feet. They give you all these Holy Ghost calisthenic exercises to do. 
And you look around and you find out that real man lifted his hand not nail time. He ain't done nothing he told you to do. Mm. What thing you need. So I lead in worship. Mm. I lead in worship. So I worship God too, because I need what you need. But the thing about it is some of us think that we've already arrived. We've gotten a- it. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous space to be in. Mm. So how do you transform, uh, right? So if I, we were having a conversation um, at that at that planning meeting about some of the things that you internalized growing up in a small town, um, things that you don't understand. And so you allow other people to tell you what they mean. And then you get out in the world and you grow and you learn and you recognize uh, who you are as a human being and understand that that information wasn't accurate, but it was based on either someone's misunderstanding or, you know, possibly a bruise, right? So if we're in this space, so I'm in this church, and I'll pick on the AME church because I've um, been in that church more often, um, and the CME church, they all cousins. Uh, And so I walk in, and we know that um, Methodists tend to be a little haughty. Um, So I walk in, and my my white is too tight, um, and my dress is too short. And like you said, that, that look that I get, um, and somebody's coming with a sheet, putting it over my lap, um, and people pulling me to the side and telling me I need to dress appropriately. How do you come in and create loving spaces where there are bruises that cause other people to have wounds? I, I want to be perfectly honest. Our conversation, and I appreciate how much you ha- are allowing me not to get in uh, how much you're not telling my testimony. So let me go on and show how we got to this. <laughs> That's not my story to tell. <laughs> Which means that I had not uh, gotten high, had not gotten drunk, had not done any of those things. I have three babies that were born outside of marriage. Two before, one was conceived before and born after. So when you start talking about the grace of God, I'm the poster child. Mm. Uh, I stopped preaching for stints in my life, but as you can see, I never stopped preaching. Mm. Had the church had that way with me, uh, they they voted me out of a particular congregation uh, as a member. They did this, they did that, but there was something I knew about God that was different. So I I was an avid reader. And I always wondered why was the Apocrypha off limits? Why was it off limits? Mm -hmm. So reading the Apocrypha, those extra biblical writings and stuff, and you start finding out things like people believe that it's possible that Jesus may have had um, an affair with with Martha, Mary Magdalene, somebody, you know, you find out that uh, some bears, malls, and kids, you find out some of these things. I'm like, well, now that's the Jesus I like. You know, I like the one that... I, that's 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 a filthy rag like the rest of us filthy rags. <laughs> like, like girls like I did, because they'll help me on the mm-hmm. uh, feelings, these emotions that I'm having. Then the church wasn't dealing with those types of things. So for me, my journey helped me mm-hmm. to be um, identified with people. When I found out that people didn't want me to lie to them, that they want mm-hmm. me to be parent about, you know, the way it feels. You know, you start preaching when you're 10 years old. How did yes. you do? 
I mean, what did you miss? Uh, have you ever gone back to try to get some of the stuff that you missed? Or blah, 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 blah. So all of that was a part of my journey. I'm not ashamed. Mm -hmm. Embarrassment is a choice. I choose to use those things as mm -hmm. learning lessons. Now, for a person who may be a Christian like me in that walk, I believe that God does have standards. I believe that he does. But I also believe that God loves his children. Mm. You will not be a better father. You will not be a better mother than God is to his own children. Mm. And he already knows beforehand that I'm going to miss it, that I'm going to mess up. When, when a mother, when a mother and father put locks on your window when you turn 13, 14, mm. that's the windows for you. They're putting the locks on the windows because of what they know about themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Started getting fast when you started doing that. So, oh no, no, no. We just gonna, uh, Mama. I thought you said we didn't have no money. Well, why, why you, why, why you putting storm doors up? Why you doing this? Why you doing that? Breaking the house. But you, it's not that you know them so much. Is that you mm -hmm. know you, and with, with this much opportunity, which direction do you think you were heading? Now, a couple of things that also sobered me up, Romans chapter 14, verse number four in the uh, Holy Bible says, uh, who are you to judge another man's servant? Mm -hmm. And what it is, it's talking about the, it's talking about the difference in a strong person and that there's some of us who feel like uh, we can go around and, and say what God ought to be doing in someone else's life, what God ought to be saying and judging other people. Who are you to say? I don't work for you. I work for God. So if mm -hmm. if I'm doing that, what difference does that make to you? Mm -hmm. And so it was little things, little nuances. It wasn't mm -hmm. a light out of heaven that that shined so bright that told me uh, I needed to stop or need to do this, need to do that. My life experience helped me to mm -hmm. not be little and critical, especially to watch out for being hypercritical and. Mm -hmm study in psychology or to believe in my heart that everything is about human behavior. The stock market is about human behavior. Social media is about human behavior. Mm -hmm. Life, everything in life, from what they, from what target sales, that's nothing that has nothing to do with human behavior. And so when you pay attention to that, you have to give people room to grow, room to develop. Then I'll tell you one that will blow the average Christian away. Out of all the Jews in the world, God chose some Zoroastrians, some stargazers, horoscope readers. Mm -hmm. uh, when, uh, by following the star in the east. It doesn't make sense as to why he didn't use a Jew. Except for the fact that he ain't hung up on what we hung up on. Yes. Titles. Look backgrounds. at your pedigree. Look at mm -hmm. look at oh, in his lineage, uh, Tamar. Uh, you got prostitutes. You got Ruth. You got um, he, these are women that are in it. And the men, please don't talk about the men that mm -hmm. were in it. Oh, first David at food around there and got burnt one time. The Bible says he was burning in his loins by his own confession. I wrote a song about that, but he put in the how <laughs> he got burnt and. <laughs> God allows me to identify with these people and he shows me they're bad and they're mm -hmm. good 
I don't have a way of telling time because I'm on my phone. So I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I got and so, so here's, here's the awesome thing that in his wisdom and in what God knew about me, he knew exactly when I needed to be born, mm-hmm. exactly what to put in my DNA. And mm-hmm. he didn't say, so who am I to say that someone out of eternity, you, me, out of eternity comes into time how do I know that you're lost and you're not just where God wants you to be? Yeah. That, back off to say, maybe God is taking you that way for a particular reason. And here's what I'll say to you. You can go through something that lasts 15 years, mm-hmm. an addiction or whatever. You go through a, a, a molestation. You can go through something that lasts 15 years. You meet my daughter, you meet my son, and my they open up to you because of your you're nice and they open up to you. You could talk to my son for 15 minutes and change his life. And that mm-hmm. makes years worth every day of pain, every tear you cry, mm-hmm. stayed up. It makes mm-hmm. it worth because I don't have the right to judge God's servant. I mm-hmm. don't have to say where you ought to be right now. You ought to mm-hmm. be first. And of course, I will for my daughter. I will for my son. Uh, to have the things that they want. But mm-hmm. if any one experience out of your life, Dr. Tarver, you would not be who you are right now. No, I wouldn't. I every, absolutely wouldn't. Every care, every hurt, every love story, every damaging situation, mm-hmm. you put in the bad together. That's how we get Dr. Tarver. That's how we had someone to steer us during the COVID times when it was mm-hmm. so unpredictable when people were dying around us and we were afraid then we were in faith and then we were in church and mm-hmm. our house God was able to develop you through all of those vicissitudes mm-hmm. of life so that you could reach the heart of so many people and he's given you the platform to do it take one thing out of it and everything changes different path God knows exactly what he's doing. And if you stay out of his way and let him be God to other people. Yes. Trust that he won't lose them. He won't drop him. Mm. God, you can't love your son, Dr. Tyler, more than God does. Mm. He, and I do son. love him. Yeah. But you can't love him more than God. <laughs> God knows those intricate details of his heart. God mm. knows things about him. God knows and things I don't know. And frankly, some I don't want to know. There you go. <laughs> uh, with your son. Yeah. He, he trusted mm-hmm. us. Now we have to trust him back. So I, I just suggest uh, that if, if the church is going to be the church in this hour, mm-hmm. then we're going to, we, we can keep our standards. But I say that we hold the standards for the mature people and that when people come to God's house, if it's God's mm-hmm. house, then allow them to come the way they are to experience mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. the way and mm-hmm. allow him to do what he's going to do in their life here's what in the, in the story of job it's real subtle but in job 33 uh one of the guys said to Job, one of his friends who was sitting there with him for seven days said job i know why you're going through what you're going through you got these pretty girls here at your house and your servants, blah, blah, blah. Job said, I made a covenant with my eyes that I would not uh, look on the maid servants for myself. Some of the men and the women in our churches who are complaining about how people are dressed, 
should probably make a covenant with their eyes. Mm. My goodness. To a not, covenant with your eyes. To not be so, to not observe so much what's on the outside of you. Mm -hmm. In the flesh. Holy Spirit wants to mm. do something on mm. the inside. And if I do the wrong thing, I can get in the way of the work of God mm -hmm. in, by majoring on the mind. Yes, because we will major in the minor, won't we? And, and, but and, 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 and that turns people away. And so, as you said, if every moment in my life, all of the things that matter, this moment in my life where you turn me away because of your judgment can make a significant difference in my life. Gandhi said it like this. Gandhi read the Bible, went through the New Testament with a fine tooth comb. He decided to go to a church, but he went to the church looking for the man that he read about in the book. Mm. Church. Mm. He just never went back. Mm. My we don't goodness. Know. They come mm. looking, for, mm. looking for love. Mm. Yeah. Comfort, acceptance, understanding. Mm. Somebody that won't give up. I'm tired of performing for love. Can you just love me? Ooh, that I don't have to come with bells and whistles, that I don't have to be a prize on the inside like a Cracker Jack, that you can just actually want this me and not the version of the me that you want me to be. Hallelujah. Mm. And it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not a comfortable conversation, Dr. Tom, mm. but it's we're going not. to power and tell power leave God's people alone mm -hmm. I'll tell you a simple story and, uh, and and you got to keep me up on time because I I, 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 I got you covered Bishop I, 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 uh, if, you, if, if you letting everybody know that they need to let God do what God does if you let me do what I do then we'll be just fine oh, think of a <laughs> one day God is preparing the earth for its purging. And a guy was preaching, a guy by the name of Noah's preaching a sermon, every same sermon, you have to do the same sermon. You know, it's gonna rain. Well, nobody believed him because whatever God made, he always made the answer inside of it. That's something you want to remember, even when we ain't on this call. Okay. Wherever the answer lies near, what you need for this life and the life to come, he's already put inside of you. You're trained to look out. And because you're always looking out, you forget to look within mm -hmm. for the already inside of you. Now, if I were you, I would so right there. Hi, yeah, yeah. yeah, come so, on now. Shout one time. <laughs> when he to fill up that, when he tried to fill up that ark, that ship, mm -hmm. oh, when he tried to fill up the ark, the people didn't come. Determined that it wouldn't be empty. God said, go bring me animal two by two. Go bring me sevens so that the seventh one will not only be used for procreation, I'll keep them alive. I'll keep them alive. But at the end of the day, I need one for sacrifice. God is just fill his house. And I don't want to be offensive. Like I say, I try not to, to say everything I feel, but I really believe that the next revival may not even come through the church. Mm. Mm. I believe who love him. Mm. And if the Bible is at a barrel, while men have mm. men at their hands, what business is that of yours? Yes. If that revival yes. is prison walls, where people are learning how to worship without raising and receiving offerings, where they're learning mm. how to 
uh, worship without uh, giving uh, of money all the time, but they're learning mm -hmm. to give themselves more. Mm -hmm. Who are you to say that that's not truly a revival that God mm -hmm. blessed? So yeah. I'm convinced that God is up to something. Mm -hmm. And people who want him, they just don't want our church. And the reason you mentioned is the reason that I am, I have a rough time with them myself. And that's a hypercritic. Yeah. And wrong with criticism or a critique. Mm -hmm. Because we need, we need that. In fact, let us live in that space for a second. Right. So one of the other conversations that we've had is that the church has turned a blind eye and a deaf ear to things that do need to be addressed. Pedophilia um, in the church, harassment in the church, right? So we're not addressing, uh, we have shared stories of, uh, everybody talked about it, but no one did anything yeah. about it. So talk about this balance well, between being loving, but also addressing issues that need to be addressed. So, so that there are basically three types of churches, right? You right. got Episcopal church, you got the Congregational church, you got the Presbyteral church. In the Episcopal church, you got basically three pastors at one church, like the Methodist church, Church God in Christ. You got the pastor, then you got a middleman, then you got the bishop. So the middleman in the Church God in Christ is called the superintendent, and your, in, the, in the Methodist church is called a... Mm -hmm. So that's that. The Congregational mm -hmm church like the church of Laodicea where it calls Jesus himself to regurgitate because he's God so loved the world that he didn't send or commit. <laughs> All right. So then, so the congregation is self-governed, autonomous. And then mm -hmm. you have a church where you have what's called a synod, S-Y-N-O-D. And at each level, there are different centers. What has happened in the church right now is we live without any true accountability. So you got mm -hmm. a lot of renegades. If I start mm -hmm. my own, who's going to check me, boo? Who got, mm -hmm. who gonna... And so, because I'm so rebellious, mm -hmm. uh, no one can, can call me into question. Mm -hmm. But the people who are getting caught up the most right now, uh, or who are really going through, uh, their names are being drugged, are generally a lot of our denominational churches. And, of course, our non-denominational or interdenominational churches are going through some stuff. But a lot of our denominations have been mm -hmm. taking monies to correct some of those or to give people some type of retribution uh, for uh, remuneration for what has happened in the past. Now, mm -hmm. and the problem is we love the sin in ourselves and loathe the sin. It in ain't others. Mm -hmm. We judge them differently. We judge mm -hmm. the world as being so bad. Paul dealt with that in Second Corinthians, uh, First Corinthians, chapter five. That was a particular young man at the church who was sleeping with his mother-in-law. They said nothing about it. The church just sat there. Paul went off. I mean, Paul went ham. You hear me? <laughs> the spirit. He went ham. <laughs> and uh, in the midst of his anger with them and his frustration with them. Uh, he goes on and tells them how to repent and how to get things right with God. But the bottom line is that that congregation was ignoring the things. And Paul said, it's stuff going on in this church that ain't even going on in the world. That's mm. an mm. Paul, Paul wrote that. Mm. That sounds real relevant to today. 
y'all worse than the people in the world. So we need accountability. None of us, the reason denomination does have a meaning in our system is because the government can't sit and watch me. So they hope that I'm a part of a denomination or part of another group of preachers who will hold me accountable. So those preachers sign my ordination. They sign my license mm. to preach. But that's the, the signing that license, signing the ordination has the responsibility of also holding me accountable. Mm. So now you can go online and for two, two to $500, you can become an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. But that's a dangerous thing because we still need accountability. The prophet yeah. is subject to the prophet. Mm. Church, mm. As you said, and a deaf ear to the things that are going on uh, within it because we represent Christ. And when people walk away, they're not saying Reverend Lot, Bishop Lot, Pastor Lot, Dr. Lot did this. They're saying, that's why I don't go to church. Period. Right. They're blaming mm. us for the stupidity of one of us. And so we've got to be, we've got to take this more seriously because Jesus didn't die so I could drive a Rolls Royce. He did not die so that we could meet in a big cathedral. He died for souls. And if you believe that, then you have to care about people mm. and not care about getting your bills paid. Live by your faith and not the people's finance. And if you can do that, then it makes it much easier for us to receive critique because we know too that we're empty pitches before full fountain. <laughs> we need help. Yeah. Uh, so that leads me to how can we be loving? What does loving look like? First Corinthians chapter 13, verses four through eight gives us some practical things that I would challenge us to at least look at, but being patient. And for me, in this particular instance, uh, patience would mean for me, not thinking that somebody's got to have it all right right now. Being kind, being kind. What if I see somebody, if you're hungry and your stomach sounds louder to you than my preaching does, mm -hmm. then preaching for your belly growling. Am I so insensitive that I'm going to mm -hmm. make you sit instead of giving you a sandwich, mm -hmm. something to eat? Mm -hmm. So I believe right now, if the church is going to actually practice love, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, then we're going to have to uh, not be so arrogant, not act like mm -hmm. we've all together. Uh, we're teaching right now, I, I told you, we're teaching on some of the taboo topics. And uh, tell, right the now, people, uh, tell the people those taboo topics. Well, we're talking about tattoos. We're talking about masturbation. We're talking about weed. We're talking about wine. Uh, we're talking about uh, makeup. We're talking about all those different things that people have classified as sins, but people want to pick which scriptures they want to live by and which ones they don't. And the bottom line is it's not a smorgasbord. Either you interpret it correctly or we're all going to be in trouble. So we're just looking at the scripture uh, using the same rules I told them tonight, we're using the same rules that the evangelicals use, say they use, you know, evangelicals. <laughs> I threw one out that time. But anyway, we use the same rules that they say they use for biblical hermeneutical interpretation. And if we're going to, there is only one interpretation, though there may be different ways of application. So we're going to mm. start with the basis of teaching people, what tools do you use? How is it that you stand there and, and feel like you're preaching with authority and you ain't God, how you know that what you're saying is true? Because I use the same basic rules. Mm. Uh, 
interpret the scripture and you never want to stand more than you study. So I spent mm. scripture, studying the scripture, uh, looking at it from different angles, looking at different, um, not just biblical commentaries, but being careful to look at actual studious people who have actually looked at these texts from a literary standpoint and not just Ah, ain't it all right? Oh, won't it do it? We got to get a little bit further than that so that we are clear on what God meant when he said what he said to whoever he was speaking to. And if it's in the Bible, we can talk about it. Old man uh, masturbated. Um, that's in the Bible. Um, drinking is in, in the Bible. And again, uh, what is it? The, the I think it was the Geneva Bible was printed on hemp paper. The Declaration of Independence was made on, uh, was written on hemp paper. So uh, the one of the ingredients was uh, hemp for the anointing oil. Uh, so there are things that people don't talk about. That my mom tells a story, and I'm going to take a shortcut here. My mom tells us how I was born. My mom said to me that my, my grandmother wanted her to abstain from sex. So what my grandmother told my mother was that kissing gets a baby. My mother, for many years, thought that it was cute to say, I never kissed your daddy. I looked at her and I said, well, that means you were easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I know you said it in front of her, so she's not mortified. <laughs> I know you said that you you I mean you were easy. He didn't make you didn't have to warm up or nothing. So anyway, the point is that uh, that sometimes people put other things there to try to keep other things. They put something there to keep other things from happening. But you're not God. You, so let's say that you think that I need to stop uh, drinking. So you start saying to me, stop drinking, stop drinking, stop drinking. So you stop me from drinking. But if I believe that smoking and drinking go together you didn't address the smoking, then I'm not going to be able to do one without the other. And so now, while you're trying to play God, God is God. He knew what it would take to get me where he wants me if he wants that. Mm. But some things may be more medical issue than they are scriptural issues. Mm. Mm. And so as mm. a man, preacher, I live by a higher standard because I don't want to make people stumble. So there's certain things that I may do in my private life. Romans 14 and 22 says that there's some things that I do that need to be just between me and God. It doesn't say I can't do them. It just says I need more discretion in my doing certain things because I don't want to make another person stumble. And I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm just simply saying that there's mm -hmm. something I enjoy that I don't need to make the thing that you see or the thing mm -hmm. that's that's not the totality of who I am. So I keep those things out of your way. All right? And as, as believers, we have a responsibility to make sure that we're not uh, uh, shining a big light on somebody else all the time because mm -hmm. when I keep it, makes it makes it appear that I'm more righteous. Mm -hmm. And so I, if I convince you of how holy I am, then I ask God to snatch the covers off so you can see what holiness looks like in this age. And I want God to cover me. I don't want to mm. be the reason I can't see Jesus. I don't mm. want to be the mm. I want mm. people to want the God that I serve. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to take that coat off. Sometimes yeah. you have to... But in all cases, 
You've got to be loving, got to be kind. You got to be, get away from arrogance and pride. Mm. Yes, pride. Proverbs chapter six, verses six through 19. Bible says there are seven things the Lord hates. Six things the Lord hates, yea, seven are an abomination. That proud look, that haughtiness and stuff like that. All those are things that go on in our churches. Feet that are swift to run to mischief. Uh, people who sow seeds of discord. All those mm -hmm. things going on in our churches. Mm -hmm. And all you know that God, the only abomination you know is homosexuality. Wow. Ain't that something? Have you ever stopped to read from the book of Ezekiel? Where the Bible says why Sodom and Gomorrah was put, were really destroyed. They were no, destroyed. nobody really actually reads that. Because of idleness of hand. Uh, they mm -hmm. were destroyed because of... Uh, you want to make it this one thing because that's mm -hmm. the thing you talk about. That's you what got, you want to put the light on. That's right. You got to read all the words. Don't just read the parts that you like. That's what I love about teaching through the Bible. We take books of the Bible and just go from chapter one, verse one, all the way to the end so that we don't get to miss anything. Mm -hmm. Things that you got to preach them. Things that make me squirm. I still got to mm -hmm. say the word of God even if I ain't living it, even if I'm not doing it. And people know that we are all trying to get to the same place, mm -hmm. the your true self, who, who that is. And in, in our journeys like that, we're going to have to be patient. First Corinthians 13, 4 through 8 was the answer to your question. Love looks like God because God is love. And that love includes my long-suffering patience. And the most important thing to me, my grandmother in her lifetime taught me unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't have to work for love. I didn't have to perform for love. I didn't have to do yeah. things to make her love me. She mm -hmm. loved me regardless. She yeah. loved me chasing me when she disciplined me. I told mm -hmm. a story about uh, how she had told me when I was growing up, we had three kinds of clothes. You had school clothes, church clothes, and play clothes. Yeah. And your clothes, you knew them from your school clothes. When I started preaching, they allowed me to mix my clothes up. But when I grew up, because we were taught you got to be at least three times as good as a white man even to get noticed. And I grew up in hard time, Mississippi. So we were, so I used to have to tuck in my T-shirt uh, when I was little uh, because I had to look a certain way. And we had mm -hmm. to. Yes. And I remember one Sunday I was playing in my in my uh, in my clothes for church and I split my pants and she made me wear those pants all day long. Lord have Thank you, oh, Jesus. Wow. It wow. Wouldn't, wouldn't let me change. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Her love for me. I knew mm -hmm. she loved me, but mm -hmm. I knew that her patience were for me to do what she said. She had to she do. Mm -hmm. that, that's called abuse. <laughs> yeah. You have embarrassed your child. You have humiliated them. You have absolutely abuse. And uh, mm -hmm. we can in her life for that stuff, you know. But I appreciate the way God taught me to mm -hmm. love her and things like that. But my journey helped me, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to yeah. be who I am. I didn't have to work for her, for her I love. love. I, mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of our generation is looking for the greatest feeling is a feeling of acceptance. And the oh, worst gosh, absolutely. is a feeling of rejection. Yes. If I will learn how to love people where they are. Mm -hmm. If you let the Holy Spirit do the work and you just preach and teach the word of God, that's all you got to mm -hmm. do. Tell nobody, you ain't got to pick at nobody, you ain't got to mm -hmm. say, let God be God. I assure you, 
that people will change right before your eyes. Yeah. Well, Bishop, um, I want to thank you for being transparent. I want to thank you for uh, probably giving the people a, a little mini sermon in there. Uh, but oh yeah, there was some good words and there was some good nuggets in there. You know, sometimes people mess around and, and don't realize what they showed up for. But the one of the reasons why I brought you here, because one of the gifts I feel you have is that you are giving people the word of God and really it's just an everyday conversation. Because to me, <laughs> that's what God's love looks like. I don't yeah. have to dress up to receive it. I don't I don't have to have a prize. I don't have to bring anything to you to receive it. But if I just show up, yes, I'll be blessed. Bishop, tell the people how they can get some more of this wisdom from you. What are some of the ways that people can connect with you and all of the uh, many outlets you have? Well, Dr. Driver, thank you so much for this opportunity to run my little commercial. Let me do one thing. <laughs> okay. I, do to, I cannot overstate how much you mean the people all over the length and breadth of this country. Thank you so I, much. Earlier about the fact, you know, and we 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 say it and it has some it has a lot of truth to it, but it's arguable by for some that we have one of the best classes that ever came through the school uh, for philanthropy and for the good that we do. But for the challenge that you've taken on to minister life uh, to people and what you do at no cost to to uh, for a lot of us. Uh, because there is a paid side to what you do, and I respect that, but you give so much for free that if a person doesn't have money, they're still without excuse. You've planned a program all month long to help us circumnavigate this road, and I want to say thank you. So, name of our church, you have said so eloquently, one of the first people I've heard to you Cornelia of Grace Church, we're in Camden, Arkansas. And uh, if you follow us online, Julian Lott Ministries or Julian Lott D Men, there, there's several outlets. If you look up Julian Lott, you ought to find us on there. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and uh, of course, there are other social media outlets. And we have some people who help us uh, to make sure that we are where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to do. We meet every Sunday at 8.30 and every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. We got off and straight uh, to come on and to talk to you on tonight. But let me encourage you, uh, please check us out, especially when you hear us talking about some of the controversial issues. And we do question and answer at every service. Any, any service we have at our church on a Sunday or Tuesday, if you have a Bible question, we take Bible questions uh, and we try to answer them uh, as, as quickly and expeditiously as we possibly can. But if we need another service to come back with an answer, I admit, I don't know, we'll come back with another answer. But we're trying to deal with those things that people say the church doesn't talk about or that the church won't address. We know the pink elephant and uh, we go over there and we, we ride that elephant because if we can talk about it. <laughs> And you are true to that word, Bishop. I, you know, I've tuned in, I've shared, uh, I think I dubbed you a social justice ministry during some times during the pandemic. But those are things that when people say the church isn't relevant anymore because it's not addressing the issues, that cannot be said for your church. And I want to thank you for using your gifts, Bishop, um, and for always pouring back into people around you when they know it and when they don't know it. Uh, so thank you so much, sir, for coming on the show. I want to let everybody know that we are continuing this series on next Tuesday. We'll have Apostle Sybil Sloan on uh, discussing getting back to your purpose. On the last uh, Tuesday in this month, we'll have Dr. Sean Cook getting back to inspiration. 
Bishop Lott, it is always a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for taking up your time this evening to join Tea Time with Dr. Tarver. You take good care of you and be well, sir. I love you. Thank you so much. Love you much. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.